0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Man Repository for Holistic Health, Red Pill Masculinity, and Freedom. I hope you're doing well today. We're in early September. Finally, the temperatures. I know I'm temperature obsessed the last couple episodes, but it's a good time. I'm tired of the summer. Finally, temperatures are coming down. Low 90s, upper 80s, at least for a week. Wouldn't be surprised if we get an Indian summer later on where it's upper 90s again, but it is nice to have a respite. Speaking of respite, I had some problems with my feed. If you didn't know, last week, uh, you know, I've released an episode every Monday since uh, January 2017 when all this started. And I had it all set up where I was going to re- re- release that Red Pill. Does Red Pill make you cynical? And it and it didn't come out. It didn't come up. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? So I contacted Apple. I thought I was red listed by Apple or blacklisted by Apple, I should say. And I contacted my host server and all these things. And I think I finally got it figured out. And I just, it just somehow got released Thursday. So we'll see if this is coming out Monday at 1 a.m. because that's when I normally release them. But either way, we're back they can't keep us down. Like Michael Corleone says in Godfather, they, I, I keep trying to get up, but they pull me back in. All right. So today we're going to talk about one of the other fallacies of kind of inner intergender dynamics. So we, we talked about in a previous episode about five episodes back, how 70% of the second marriage is in a divorce. We talk about how of of divorces are initiated by women, especially if they're college educated. If not college educated, then it's 75%, but still disproportionately high. These are stats you never hear about. And this is another one you don't hear about. Over 40% of domestic abuse cases are done to men. We don't hear this, right? Because that doesn't fit the narrative. But if any of you know any personal stories, anecdotal stories, you know that this isn't surprising. Alright, we're gonna we're gonna glean from two different sources. This is from The Guardian over in the UK. More than forty percent of domestic violence victims are male, report reveals. About two in five of all victims of domestic violence are men, contradicting the widespread impression that it's almost always who are left women who are left battered and bruised, a new report claims. Men assaulted by their partners are often ignored by police, see their attacker go free, and have far fewer refugees to flee to than women. I guess that's in England. Those are shelters. says a study by the, quote, men's rights campaign group Parity, The charity's analysis of statistics on domestic violence shows the number of men attacked by wives or girlfriends is much higher than thought. Its report, quote, domestic violence, the male's perspective, close quote, States, quote, domestic violence is often seen as a female victim, male perpetrator problem, but the evidence demonstrates that this is a false picture, close quote. Data from the Home Office Statistical Bulletins and the British Crime Survey, so these are legit police government stats, UK government stats, show that men made up about 40% of domestic violence victims each year between 2004 and 2005 and then 2008 to 2009. This article, by the way, is 10 years old. So don't think, you know, these stats have just dropped and now it's 2% of all abuses done by women. It's probably the same number, if not higher. Especially with COVID, you know, all the, all the abuse has gone higher. 2008, 2009, the last year for which figures are available. In 2006, 2007, men made up 43% of all those who had suffered partner abuse in the previous year, which rose to 45.5 in 2007. Similar or slightly larger numbers of men were subjected to severe force in an incident with their partner, according to the same documents. The figure stood at 48.6% in 2006. Home Office Stats show. Campaigners claim that men are often treated as second-class victims and that many police forces and councils do not take them seriously. Quote, male victims are almost invisible to the authorities, such as the police, who really can be prevailed upon to take the man's side. Close quote, because you can't harm a woman. A woman's word is always innocent and sweet, and gumdrops and women never lie. Quote, their plight is largely overlooked by the media an off- official reports and in government policies, for example, on the provision of refugee places. 7,500 for females in England and Wales, but only 60 for men. I'm surprised there's even 60 male shelters in the UK. Shit rock. In the United States, I think there's like one. The official figures underestimate the true number of male victims, May says. Quote, culturally, it's difficult for men to bring these incidents to the attention of the authorities. Men are reluctant to say that they've been abused by women because it's seen as unmanly and weak. Close quote. Yeah. The other thing is, if you tell people, tell your friends, tell the cops, they'll typically just... One of the classic shame tactics we say is, what did you do to deserve it? What did you do? We would never say that to a woman If a woman claimed a man was beating her and it was legit because we know false allegations happen all the time, but we would never tell the woman woman. What did you do to deserve the man to beat you? We never said that, but again, classic double standards. The number of women prosecuted for domestic violence, violence rose from 1500 in 2004 to 4,000 in 2008. That's great. Both men and women can be victims, and we know that men feel under immense pressure to keep up the pretense that everything is okay, close quote, said Alex Neal, the Housing and Committee Minister in the Scottish Parliament. Domestic abuse against men is just as abhorrent as when a woman is the victim. It's true, but you know, you're know you not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that. Or people will just roll their eyes. The men will roll their eyes, and the women will roll their eyes. Mark Brooks of the Mankind Initiative a helpline for victims said quote It's a scandal that in 2010 all domestic violence victims are still not being treated equally We reject the gendered analysis that so many in the domestic violence establishment still pursue and the primary focus should be female victims Each victim should be seen as an individual and helped accordingly close quote It's true the, the domestic violence establishment. There's certainly a, like a military-industrial complex. There is the domestic violence complex in the U.S. and in the U.K. If you look at these 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 shelters that you find, most many of them are funded, of course, by national organization for women or some leftist organization or some leftist donor, donor, some nonprofit. And uh, the men? No, huh, yeah, who cares about them? I remember men. Where? We're interchangeable, unneeded. Esther Vilar talks about a manipulated man back in 1973. We are usable cogs that are to be discarded. I mean, Breffo's law tells you that. All right, so if you didn't believe because that's the UK, got another place here. 2010, the Centers for Disease Control Prevention, U.S., released data from its National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey. And one of the most shocking statistics wasn't just the sheer total number of physical violence, but also how these numbers broke down by gender. According to the CDC stats, estimated based on more than 18,000 telephone survey responses in the U.S., roughly 5,400 men had been victim of intimate partner physical violence in the previous 12 months. Compared with four million seven hundred forty-one thousand women. By the study's definition, physical violence includes slapping, pushing, and shoving. Just, just pushing and shoving. A lot of women do that. And look, by by bringing this up, I am not, I am not disparaging or insulting legitimate female abuse by men. Of course not. We're just trying to bring up the point that women do it to men as well. Quote, reports are showing a decline in the number of women and an increase in the number of men reporting abuse, says counselor and psychologist Carla Ivankovich, Ph.D. at the University of Illinois. Ivankovich says there isn't much buzz about these numbers on their implications because we don't know how to handle intimate partner violence against men. That's right. It's like, what? What? You know, even though it's been going on forever, hundreds of years, you always get the angry wife who's beating up the man, but the, back then before we had shelters, and the man would just kick her out of the house because, again, he worked. She didn't do crap, especially if they didn't have kids. He'll just kick her out. It's like, you have to take her back, mom and dad. If not, she can just roam the streets. So, again, there was an organic check to the reactive, over-emotional cluster B whack jobs that existed back then. It's like, you keep this up, you're out on the streets, and then she'll have to end up being a homeless beggar, go to the church, or be a whore in a whorehouse. So women were able, a lot of women at least, were able to keep them in check. But even then, they would always shit test their their, their men. Even back in 1491 or whatever, they would shit test their men. And if they were with a simpy, cucked man, they would just walk all over the man. And the man would be like, stop, stop, like bullies. Instead of saying, get the hell out, you're gone. That's what a lot of men did back then. Yet, woman-on-man violence is often turned into an on-screen amusement like on a slew of reality shows or the punchline of a larger depressing narrative, says Ann Mitchell, a retired professor of family law at Lincoln Law School, one of the foremost father's rights lawyers in the country. She points to the case of John Lorena Bobbitt which made national news more than 20 years ago when Lorena cut off her husband's penis. The aftermath turned into a circus and details will go on to reveal a volatile marriage, but Mitchell says the initial response of radio and talk shows was just to laugh at the incident, right? Oh. If something remotely similar had happened to a woman there would have been a very different response. No doubt. If if John Bobbitt had cut off Lorena Bobbitt's clitoris or chopped off her her nipples or something like that, he would be Oh, my God. There'd be a lynch mob after him. Mitchell has legally represented numerous male victims of domestic abuse as abuse is typically different for men to process, let alone to seek help. Quote, men are brought up to believe it's not okay to hit a woman or even hit back in self-defense. Yeah. Quote, because if you hit back in self-defense, boop, 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 boop. One phone call away, she'll get you thrown in jail. It is their job to protect her. Add in that you'll be a laughingstock if you said your woman hit you. So in the situation of the battered husband, they don't know how to feel. They know it's shameful. They do not want her to get in trouble, so they don't say anything, close quote. Physical violence carried out against men is often similar to physical violence carried out against women, says Ivankovich, though it can differ. Quote, Abusive women have been known to abuse in ways similar to men, including punching, kicking, biting, and spitting, she says. In some instances, to make up for the difference of physical strength, women might use weapons, including bats, guns, and knives. Sometimes, many times, women-on-man abuse has nothing to do with throwing punches or weapons. Rather, it's emotional. Exactly. It's, a lot of it's emotional. In addition to physical abuse, women also engage in psychological abuse. This controlling mechanism can include humiliation, intimidation, and belittling words of statement. Cussing, profaning, gaslighting, all these things. There's another psychological tactic used against men. Quote, no one will believe you. Men fear the possibility that others will think they're lying or that they're actually the ones perpetrating the abuse, right? You bring it up, like, oh, no, and then the woman says, you're the one doing it, and then she hits her head against the wall and calls the cops. See, see? He's trying not to get in trouble. Mitchell says that based on old stereotypes and gender, typical gender roles, it's often very difficult for men to get fair treatment. They are stuck in situations in which they cannot win. Quote, Many women who are aggressive toward their partners know that if the police are called out, they will arrest the man. A lot of police forces, that's in their protocol. You have to arrest somebody. Quote, I once had a client who was the mildest guy ever. In no way would he ever have been violent, but his girlfriend was very volatile and a drug user. Once, she was trying to provoke him to hit her. When he wouldn't respond, she raked her fingernails against his face. He was standing there bleeding when the police arrived at the house. They still arrested him according to ruth glenn executive director of the national coalition against domestic violence the reason for abuse is the same for men and women it's all about maintaining power and control over a partner and because we still live in a patriarchal society okay ruth glenn we don't live in a patriarchal society it's a chictocracy. and when it's domestic violence you're looked at as weaker when you are the victim Quote, male and female perpetrators of abuse display higher than average rates of borderline and narcissistic personality disorders, which are high and that need to control. No doubt they have borderline, really. Quote, men are less likely to seek assistance for this type of abuse because of the shame and stigma, close quote. There are many reasons men stay or do not go away quietly. From abusive partners, many of which are the same reasons women stay in these kinds of relationships. They stay out of shame, out of fear, out of love, and not just love for the significant other, but for their children. According to Mitchell, many men stay in abusive relationships for the sake of their kids and the million ways in which a split might affect a child's well-being. In divorce, many women are highly empowered through the court process, of course. The idea is that it's better to have one happy parent than two unhappy parents. And when it comes down to it, the father is not that necessary. Like I've already said. Like I've already said. Mitchell says she has had male clients who try to keep the relationship together to maintain the bond with their children or even shield the kids from the volatile partner. They, quote, they stay to protect them. They don't want mom to end up in trouble or the kids to even realize what is going on. Let's keep going here. The situation is always sticky and it's never easy. Stay or leave. Similar to abused wives, even after the demise of the marriage, it can be difficult for a male to escape a toxic partner. Mitchell points out to one of her past remailed male clients who was punched in the face by his ex-wife over a poor report card from their middle age, middle school age child. Yeah, I mean certainly, and again, this is a tough situation. They say that men and women take them seven times to leave an abusive relationship. So certainly, there's men, and again, I would I would argue that men are much less loath to break up. A marriage than a woman, and that's based on female solipsism. But there's a lot of men who stay in bad relationships because they don't want to a lose access to the kids because they know what happens. You go from seeing him every day to four nights a month, and or they worry about what the the outcome's going to be. But we we know the statistics bear out. The woman will eventually initiate divorce from her own solipsism, and then they 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 lose the kids and they're paying child support. But their ability to protect the kids is gone, and and men. It's tough because – and you can certainly say this about women being abused by men. Men see that their wife is raging at them or hitting them. And the kids see this or they hear it through the the walls or whatever. And so there reaches a point where the man's like, okay, what is my son learning? What is my daughter learning? My son's learning that it's okay to get hit by a woman. And my daughter is learning – that it's okay to hit women or, or hit men or both. So you reach this point. It's like, well, what, what's the worst modeling, right? Is it for them to be in this this toxic milieu of dysfunction where they're seeing their dad get beat by their mom? And, of course, you could flip it too, right, where the dad's beating the mom. Or is it better to separate? And it's tough because dads don't know what to do. Dads don't know what to do. It's very frustrating. Glenn says if she could clear up one misconception about abuse is that it's just a private problem. But just looking at the statistics, victims lose 8 million days of paid work per year and many lose their jobs. Some estimates also indicate that the total cost of intimate partner violence exceeds $8 annually. It's important to stay vigilant to unexplained behavioral changes in coworkers, friends, and family members who might be in trouble. Quote, a large myth surrounding domestic violence that is a family matter. It's not. Until we stand up and say it's not, though, we will continue to be a society who won't address the issue nearly enough. Because the, the issue doesn't want to be addressed. Look at the media. Look at academia. Look at everything that controls what we think, what we do, our entertainment, so forth. They don't want to address male abuse. They don't want to address it. They want people to continue thinking, hey, when you think of spousal abuse, what do you think? And the automatic answer is man to woman. Because that fits the narrative that women are the oppressed sex, that men are bad, right? This is what the left pushes all the time. They don't want you to know these stats. Actually, it's almost 50% of abuse cases are are female done to male. And then when you tell this to people, they'll say, what? What? That's not true. Denial, 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 denial. Just like when you tell people 85% of Or 75% of of second marriages and a divorce. You tell that to the guy who's engaged to his second marriage. That's not true. That's not true. Or you tell women, hey, you know, you initiate divorce 75 to 90% of the time. That's not true. That's not true. Yes, it is true. But people don't want to hear the stats. They just want to hear what they want to hear emotionally. But no, no one wants to get this story out. It's just like 75% of suicides are done by adult men. They're not done by women or children. 70 to 75% of suicides are done by adult men. But again, we can't have that come out. We can't have it come out. Let's keep going to Ivankovic. Dr. Ivankovic says, quote, Gender roles are at the crux of this issue. We still view women as the nurturers and caregivers and the men as the providers and protectors. To consider that a woman may take on the role as an abuser threatens what we see as society know about gender role assignment. As a result, many men are told to suck it up. Right? That's the shame tag. Who? What did you do to deserve it? And suck it up, or face further shaming. Right? You didn't maintain frame. You're a doormat. You deserve to be abused. You hear this all the time. Resources for abused men are scarce, and it's often problematic for them to start reporting domestic abuse. Authorities and others may assign the abuse to them, and perhaps they would lose their children. Right? You get on the radar, so to speak, of the of the law enforcement. Uh, but look, to be fair, it's it's getting better. I remember a story. I was talking to a guy, and he, of course, like a lot of guys, the woman initiates divorce, changes the locks, the guy gets kicked out, so he's got to call the cops to get in and get his stuff. And that the, it's good that the cops are there because you avoid false allegations when you walk in, because she could say, "Oh, he hit me," "Oh, he punched me," when he was getting all his stuff. So it's good that the cops are there. And I had a guy tell me uh, he was waiting outside while the other cop was going in, and he's like, "This happens." All the time, men. This happens all the time, where women will call the cops, change the locks, and then false allegations. So, look, the the, the awareness is coming. The awareness is getting there more and more, but still, it's disproportionate belief that uh, that that women are the ones who are getting abused all the time. Women absolutely experience domestic violence too, including sexual violence and stalking at higher rates than men, which is something that should never be downplayed. Absolutely. A victim is a victim. No abuse should be tolerated. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what the sex of the person is. The toll of abuse on both men and women is enormous and on the children. The stats are only whispered, but the estimates are alarming. 20 people are abused by an intimate partner every minute. That's 10 million people per year. Chances are... You know one. So guys, look. Some of you men who are listening to this can't relate because you 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 might be a monk and you're young. Some of you can relate. I mean, if you look at stories that I've heard and and so forth, you go to MGTOW Facebook groups and 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 Reddits. It's very common. Women, uh, wives. A, girlfriends abusing men and again when i bring this up it doesn't undermine the fact that women on occasion are abused by their man as well legit beating them punching them, bleeding okay but that doesn't take away from the fact that women are doing it almost 50 percent of the time to the men and it's a difficult situation so look if you haven't experienced this you're lucky if you have experienced it and you're still in it you know there's the old saying you gotta buck up or cuck up Right, you either take it and stay in that that horrible environment, or you you buck up and leave, and then you know you're going to get fleeced. You're going to lose at least half your assets and child support and alimony, and you're going to lose your kids. I would tell you that if we say that women don't deserve to be abused, why why would we say that men should tolerate it? Because we tell women that they shouldn't tolerate and that they should get out. So why wouldn't we tell that the same to men? So I would tell you, get out. Oh, I don't want to break my vows. Well, you know. Brother, she broke the vows when she started raging, gaslighting, you know, whatever, triangulation, whatever narcissistic tactics she's using, she broke the vows. And you got to think about, if you have children especially, what modeling you are showing your children. And you are essentially telling kids that it's okay for them to see that kind of behavior. And if you talk to kids who grew up in that rage environment when they're older, they'll tell you it messed them up. So the sooner you can get out of that quagmire of dysfunction, the better it is honestly for you and for the kids. Now, you trying to extricate yourself from that abuse, your woman, if she's cluster B, probably borderline, or maybe MPD, narcissistic personality disorder, and we have an episode here on that check around episode, ooh, about 150. She might go after you. And you guys know that this happens through divorce. She'll false allegations. She'll call your boss anonymously and report things that aren't true. She'll try to get you fired. She'll badmouth you on social media. She'll make up stuff. And a lot of it is just the solipsism of the woman. And sometimes a woman actually thinks that these things are real, even though they're completely fabricated because she's so steeped in either... Deep mental health, deep psychosis, or deep solipsism. But just be prepared. Be prepared. It's no different. Like when the man is abusing the woman and she leaves, the man stalks. The man threatens. And lots of times, and I would say lots of times, sometimes the man actually kills her. So if you have that type of woman, just be prepared. Be prepared. At the least, because again, in her mind, uh, you are the one who did everything wrong. That justified her beating you or cussing at you. Just at the least you're going to get parental alienation, right? She's going to poison the kids against you. She's going to make comments. Your your father broke up this marriage. And you're like, what? What? You were the one hitting and raging and all these things. And I broke it up. But again, it's solipsism. They can't see what the truth is. And look, in, in many marriages, it's both, right? There there are people watch A Big Little Lies. Look at uh, Nicole Kidman's character in, in it, and the husband that, spoiler, they kill at the end of season one. They both got off on it. They both got off sexually on hitting each other. Like he would start it, but then she would slap him back, and then it would just lead to hardcore sexual arousal. So, um, I mean, understand that could be at play. But I would tell you, overall, guys, overall, if you are getting psychologically and certainly physically abused, and, and don't don't underestimate that psychological abuse is is any less. Uh, pernicious than physical abuse but if you're getting abused and this has been going on for quite some time years and you have children you need to get out immediately because again think of the modeling think of the modeling this is a tough topic to talk about but it needs to be talked about and again finally i don't want to i just because i'm bringing up the stat that almost half of all abuse is done woman to man doesn't take away from the fact that men on occasion do it to women and gone to confessions of an obese child podcast a lot of this is early childhood trauma right we know bullies were once bullied when they were younger. We know a lot of this has to do with early childhood trauma that doesn't take away their accountability, the man's accountability for being the crap out of a woman and a woman's accountability for being the crap out of a man. You still have to get out of that environment. And then I would tell you, once you get out and once you suffer the slings and arrows of the divorce proceedings and the false allegations and, and the parental alienation and who knows what, what's going to be coming your way from her and and, and, and her uh, surrogates, and get therapy. Get help. Go to divorce care class. Get help. Go to counseling because you're you're dealing with a lot of crap. And we don't want you to end up being isolated, alone, and being one of those men whose seventy percent of suicides are done by a man or turn or, or man that who turns to substance abuse. Go to that episode. We only did about five episodes again. All right, guys, that's all I have to say. Uh, definitely contact me at the Awakened Man Facebook group if you want to comment or send me a message. Guys, if you want to help us out. Go to naturopathicearth.com. The links are in the episode notes. Click on that link. We're Amazon affiliates. So if you go to the articles and go to one of the food recipes and click on the Amazon links there, that takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy within 24 hours on Amazon, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. So if you spend 50 bucks, we get like, I don't know, like a dollar. <laughs> but it's something. Also, there's a PayPal link. If you want to donate 5 10 bucks. 10 uh, we would greatly appreciate it. That PayPal link's in the episode notes as well. If you need some one-on-one coaching from the uh, Red Pill perspective or from weight loss or weight maintenance or whatever, contact me through the Clarity FM link. And if you want to buy one of my two books, I have Confessions of an Obese Child where I talk about my early childhood trauma and what led me to be obese and then Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, how I lost my Thirty Hundred pounds and kept it off for 30 years, go check that out. You can buy that on paperback or Kindle. And if any of you men want to be interviewed on The Awakened Man, contact me. And lastly, please post an honest review. For the awakened man, you can do it right now. If you have an Apple product in particular, you can post it right now, and subscribe so you can get all the episodes new. And also, if you can post a review for the essential oils and herbal apothecary, we just did an episode on Bear having to pay one point six billion dollars uh, for the hormonal contraceptive Esher. We talked about in a previous episode. And then, confessions of an obese child. We just talked about how to deal with middle age weight gain. All right, guys, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Music attributed to Nine Inch Nails.